I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough. It's your favorite two grown-ass men, Mike and Jamal, with Two Games Sports Talk. Good morning, Mike. Say what up to the sports family. What up, what up, what up, sports family? It's that time of year. Boy, we got a lot to talk about. What we what we start with, Jamal? Oh, man. Boy, I think, sports family, we got to stay with the theme. I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough, man. Mike, we got to start off. We're a little bit late to the party. But for a reason, we got to start off with talking about primetime Mr. Deion Sanders and his team, Colorado. What do you make out of that damn ass beating shellacking they gave? Well, first of all, I'm not going to call it an ass beating shellacking. I mean, it was a close game. It was back and forth. I mean, nobody tackled anybody for pretty much the whole game. But it, it was definitely an entertaining, entertaining game, man. We saw a few new stars introduced to the college football world, didn't we? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. And look, here's what I'll say. What what, what Dion said, do you believe now? <laughs> do you believe now? Man, I tell you what, I don't think, I don't think that a lot of people realize that what he's accomplished, Deion Sanders, as a player, as a head coach, he's been grooming for this, man. So I wasn't surprised. But I will agree with you on this, man. I was surprised that, like, didn't nobody seem like they wanted to tackle. I mean, like, I felt like we were playing an old version of, like, the first version of Madden. <laughs> I'm like, or Super Tecmo Bowl, man. I, I, I will say this too, Mike. I, 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 when I had to, when I thought about it, Deion surrounded himself with a lot of good NFL pedigree from the coaching standpoint, man. I, I hope they can make the adjustments on the uh, on both sides of the line. But, man, they got some athletes, dude. And all I, and, and to be honest with you, I want us to kind of dive a little bit deeper in there because the game has come and gone. You know, TCU just got a, an, an awakening. Um, I don't know what they came there for, but they, they left with, with an L. But let's go a bit deeper and talk about, like, what this does for recruiting. Well, I mean, I think it speaks for itself, right? Like, kids now can see the proof in the pudding. They can see he can develop talent at any level, and he's got coaches there, like you said, with an NFL pedigree. So now it's just about selling Boulder it's, and making that be a place where people want to go to play, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, the thing that really kind of stuck out to me was it, the game doesn't change. The, the best players – still kind of get used up a little bit. And, you know, Travis Hunter, for as great as he is on both sides of the ball, me personally, I don't think that there's any situation anybody should be playing over 100 snaps in a game. Like the human body will break down over a season by doing that. And if you're thinking about the kid first, and you're thinking about his 
future NFL future because he he literally could be a top five pick if he came out this year. You hold him back, like you don't you don't run him in the ground like that because if he has to do that all season, he's gonna he's gonna be like those Alabama running backs when they get to the league that they feel like damaged goods because they've been hit so much. So that's my only concern. But man, he's got some athletes like you like you said. Yeah, that's a good point, man. That's a really good point. Um, I, I tell you what, the flip side of that too is just like to your point, he's gonna be a top three talent. You know, coming out of the draft, he could be a cornerback. So I think he's eligible for the 2025 NFL draft. He cornerback, wide receiver, like, damn. I mean, a, a Mr. Gadget player. But do you feel like, too, the NFL will use that against him? Talking about exactly what you said, the wear down. Oh, you know, he's had X amount of snaps throughout his collegiate career. And we don't really know his, defi- uh, his uh, defined position. I, I personally think he could play this season and sit out next season and still be a top five pick. I, I think I think he is a generational talent at cornerback. Like if you think about it, he's been splitting time since he got to Colorado and even at JSU between the two positions. If he focused just on one position, how much how more elite would he have been? Right. And so I think I think NFL scouts can see that, and and he 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 to me is like those LSU wide receivers when they when they had Joe Burrow. Like after they put up that one good year, there's no need to go back and play again. You know what I can do. Touche, <laughs> uh, touche. Um, so check this out. Um, one of after the game, um, it was a couple um, TCU players that were interviewed, and you know it, it was kind of funny because you know they they felt like there was more they could have done which I agree the tackling was there was a a non-defensive uh uh, threat for both teams like there was no threat of a defense um and then also too uh, a couple players went on to say you know uh we will never let this happen again and you know this and that and the third and it's just kind of almost it was a little like slight disrespectful because it's just like did you not just go through what you went through I mean, and, yeah. and, and it, I think it's an example of just TCU. I think the, the team you faced was just better than you. So I, I would I would ask you this. What advice would you give TCU going into this week's game? <laughs> Who they even play this week? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I think. I think for TCU, you know, they they clearly can score some points, right? Like they put up almost 40 points or whatever. So clearly putting points on the board isn't their issue. It's all on the defense. Um, and I don't care what anyone says. If your team puts up 40 points or plus 30 points in a game, you should have a really high percentage chance of winning that game. So the fact that they lost, and, and you know, and gave up even more than that, tells you there there's some going back to the drawing board that needs to happen on the defensive side. Um, the other thing too is it's it was week one, right? And so now everybody has film on each other. You know, the first game, you're kind of going blind. You don't know what tendencies are and all that. Now we all have film on each other. So we'll see now that, you know, if TCU has, has film on somebody, if they can stop someone, if they can't, it's going to be a long season for them. And I hope they really, really cherish that run they had last year because 
it's gonna be a long time before they see the playoffs again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I and I, and I tell you, shouts out to Deion's son at quarterback. He made he made quarterback and look pretty damn easy, man. And if you had to rate uh where he would fall in the draft or be not fall in the draft, excuse me, where he would be selected in the draft, what round, uh, what pick do you think he would go? I mean, I think it's a first round draft pick. You know, I, I really do. I think he has the size. He has the measurables. He can make every throw, it looks like. Um, and the other thing I think people discount is he's practicing against the Travis Hunters every day. He's practicing against NFL coaches every day. So he's kind of going through the fire on a daily basis. So I think he's somebody that could actually be a steal in the draft. But I think his measurables make him a first-round draft pick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good call out. So continue with the theme of I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough. <laughs> I see you rocking that fear to spear cap over there. So we got a transition. And I'm going to start off by asking, what did LSU do wrong? Well, first, I think that the first thing they did wrong was uh, your boy Kelly. Before they got on the road to go to go to Orlando, at some little booster or, you know, uh, a season ticket holder alumni event radio show, had the nerve to let it come out of his mouth that they're going to go down there and beat the heck out of Florida State. <laughs> come on, man. Like, that that was not the smart thing to do. And, you know, for everything about that game, I will say Florida State gave them every opportunity to stay in the game to make it a game, then they actually take the lead. But they got smacked around, and then come by that third and fourth quarter, you actually saw what we see in those first game of the seasons when Alabama would play like an Oregon or Alabama would play somebody from the West Coast. By that second half, they were starting to bully them, mm. and they were starting to push them around. And you never really see that happen to an SEC school, but – LSU got bullied in that second half. What say you, Jamal? It was like this. When I came down. <laughs> Yo, man, that's exactly, exactly what I thought, man. Because the first half, I like I was getting a little pissed off because I'm like, stop going after the big hit, Florida State. Make the tackle, tackle, wrap wrap them up. And so it was you saw a lot of that. You saw a lot of inconsistency in the passing game. Where you know, I mean, buddy, buddy, it was dropping dimes, and number fourteen couldn't catch a cold, and I'm like, please just catch the ball. But I, I will say this: Norvell out coach Kelly like completely. No, I, I got to give Mike a lot of credit, man, because he is a hell of a coach. You, you put me on him years ago, and I think I was a little impatient. Because I was like, man, look, you know, I'm look. I was looking at Dion back then, saying like, I don't know, he could be a recruiting nightmare for everybody, not just in the ACC, but SEC um, included. But I, I, I felt like Mike Norvell really challenged his players. Uh, came to, come the second half, and you saw they were locked in, man. Like when I tell you that was the difference. Yeah. It was the second half, man, and they took over. I, I was I. I can no longer, and I have to, I, I will admit this, I, while I'm rooting for Florida State, I'm like, I don't know, LSU remember what happened last year's season opener, 
they're not going to let it happen again. And here we go. And I don't think Norvell gets enough credit on um, the new college football landscape and, and navigating FSU through that very quickly because he has used the transfer portal like a maestro. Like every player that he's getting out of the portal is a huge contributor. He's not just getting just some guy that don't pan out and all that. Everyone he's getting is going on to be NFL draft picks. And and you see it this this LSU can Keon Coleman was at Michigan State last last year. And he comes to Florida State in the very first game. He's got three touchdowns. Mm. You know what I mean? The starting running back, it came from the transfer portal. You know, Jared versus, I mean, I can, the list can go on. You know, Central, Cy, Central Cypress, cornerback. They put him on an island by himself against LSU's best receiver. And you saw nothing. So hats off, you know, to, to how they use the portal and really transition it and – the other thing I will say is, you know, college football isn't what it was before. Like, we all knew players were getting paid, but it was kind of taboo. Now everybody's getting paid and everybody knows what's going on. And you see which schools have been able to adapt into this new environment because it is. It's a pay-for-play sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good call out, man. It's it's You feel like Florida State is transitioning back to the Florida State we knew? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think the other thing that's helped them is um, guys that would have typically gone early, you know, try to go to the draft early. Um, they realize, well, I'm only going to be maybe a third round pick at most. So I might as well stay back at Florida State and get paid. And I'm likely getting paid the same or more than I would, you know, if I didn't get drafted or I got had to get undrafted free agent or whatever. So you know, it's, it's keeping players at Florida State longer to be developed, but also that means you have a more mature team. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I mean, yeah, when you see um, our rivals that that aren't even rivals anymore, like you look at Florida and it's just like, <laughs> you know, um, of course, you know, come November is still going to be, you know, the, the rival that we always talk about, but it's not going to be the rival that we remember. Um, Florida is down on their luck. Miami, um, I, I just it, it's 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 just so crazy is how the the teams that we remember, the powerhouses, the Florida State, like Miami and and also Florida, how you know the best talent went to those schools, and now with these um, NIL deals, you know it's just like, hey, how much you got for me, yo? <laughs> like what you got on my forty? Yeah, you know, the funny thing is it puts us in a real weird situation because I almost have to root for Florida and Miami just a little bit because if they continue to suck and somebody like Dion continues to do what he's doing in Colorado, you don't think they're going to go over there and open up the bank for Dion? Colorado already admitted they don't even have the money to pay him the contract they gave him. They're like, we're going to get it. We're going to find the money somewhere. But they don't have the money, technically. So a school like UF, with all their resources, if if they had a coach like Dion, like, I don't want to see that happen. So I'm in a, a space where I kind of have to root for Napier to, to not suck too bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. 
But I tell you what, this is the beauty about like this landscape and 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 you know chips up uh, you know, putting all your chips in the middle of the table, betting on yourself because that's what Colorado did. I think they betted on Dion to do just what he's doing, and now guess what? They gonna make it rain now. The money coming, man. The money is coming, and you you know when I think about what you just said, also. I think you got to throw Florida State in there, too. I think Florida State was like, hey, you know we love you, baby. You know we love you, Dion. We believe. So F around and let Mike Norvell slip up. And I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think he would come because he interviewed Florida State and they chose Mike Norvell over him. So I, I don't think he would come to Florida State now. Yeah, yeah, he'll be like, oh, you didn't believe. <laughs> now, now I'm hot. They all over <laughs> so Mike, so check this out again. We're gonna continue with this thing, and I'm gonna sprinkle it in a little bit different, man. I'm gonna talk about I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough with my fantasy football squad because I think you kind of <laughs> shit it on me too. <laughs> talk about you didn't like my team. I wasn't impressed. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. So, so sports family, I am going to. Riddle off in no particular order. Um, the team that I drafted that Yahoo actually gave me an A minus for this team, but you know, it's all relative. So I got Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. What you think, Mike? Great pick. Okay. I got CeeDee Lamb as one of my wide receivers. Damn. Dak's throwing them the ball. So, I mean, I can't say it's a great pick because Dak throws more to the other team than he has his own team. <laughs> when I came down. <laughs> Let's see here. Amari Cooper. Where is he? Cleveland? Yep. That's not a horrible pick. Okay. All right. Brees Hall. I don't even know who that is. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, sports family. Mike is yeah. a party. <laughs> okay. okay, all right, all right. I got Antonio Gibson at running back. I'm not hating it. Okay, okay. All right. Jordan Addison, wide receiver, the Vikings. Mm -mm. Damn, I can't win for losing. Okay, Christian Watson, wide receiver, Green Bay. Okay. All right. Silence. I mean, we're not we're not even sure that Jordan Love is is that guy yet, right? Like, if he is, that's a steal. But I I I don't know why for some reason Jordan Love just resembles like a Trey Lance cousin to me. Oh. So oh. I don't know that he's gonna plan out. Oh Lord! Now he cutting deep, y'all. He cutting. <laughs> All right. I, I I I'm starting to think you uh you jinx my my fantasy team. Before week one, but Travis Kelsey. Mm, I mean, it's a great pick if he if he healthy, right? Healthy Kelsey. <laughs> okay, okay. Alvin Kamara. Mm -mm. Mm. I, I think that's all. He's washed up at this point. Damn. I said it. I know it's it's kind of mean. Damn, Kirk Cousins. You better hope you don't have to play him except for one bye week. <laughs> Damn. Odell Beckham Jr. Damn, we want them LSU receivers. Yeah, I mean, uh, Odell's a, uh, used to be a talent, but I mean, we're talking when it's not, 
it's not 23 year old Odell. We talking, you know, ACL 30 plus at this point, right? Damn, yeah, okay, okay. I'm be I'm be sure every win I I I get, I'm gonna reach out. Notice I say every win, not every loss. Okay. <laughs> Tajay Spears running back. He is the backup to uh your boy in Tennessee. Damn. The backup. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I, I got to have some insurance policies. <laughs> <laughs> so I got Harrison Butker, Butker mm-hmm. at uh kicker. With Kansas City, now he did. Well, get he he should get some burn. He should get some work. Yeah, he got me. He got me eight points, and I got Baltimore's defense. I like Baltimore's defense. Okay, all right. I'm good with that. And you know, look, look, as the just trying to be cute. I think you will win six games. Oh, okay. All right, sports family, you heard him say that six games. Okay, am I? Do you do you put me over or under six games? So. I, it's it's gonna remain. Hey, look, I, I, I tell you this. So I'm projected to lose, but he, my opponent, um, he had um, St. Brown going, who you know got him 16 points. He did his thing. He did his thing. But I tell you what, you know what I believe in? It's not how you start; it's how you finish. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna hey, stay tuned with that, man, Mike. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna make a believer out you. Do you believe? Six wins doesn't get you in the playoffs, right? What's that? Will six wins get you in the playoffs or no? What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> you know darn well it won't get you in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure. Hey, man, it's going to be good, man. That's, you know what? I got three other teams to manage, but, you know, <laughs> the one that I um, I initially sent to you and you, you know, you were radio silence for a while. And, uh, <laughs> and you hit me with that news. So, again... You know, Yahoo said you have a um, A minus draft grade and projected me going number uh, uh, finishing third in my league, so I get my money back. But I, 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 if hey, hey, there's no third and second place in my book. It's only first place. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not watching no NFL this year. <laughs> hey, we'll stay tuned to that sports family. We're gonna wrap this one up. And we're going to bring back some NFL talk for you, man, because I know we got a lot on our mind, especially, <laughs> especially one of us with that sorry-ass team, <laughs> that pewter. <laughs> they rocking pewter, and they play like it, too. <laughs> All right, sports fans. All right. That's a Peace. wrap. Peace. <laughs>